Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we have a, a kind of an unexpected vehicle, actually. I didn't think this automaker would ever really do this to this extent, but it seems like they're trying to go after Jeep. And while I think they could do more with this vehicle, it's a start. And it's a surprising start at that. Again, I never thought they'd do it. What I am talking about is the 2021 Ford Explorer Timberline. And it wants to go off-road more than any other Explorer ever. You would think that with the name Explorer, it would kind of already be off-roady. So the need, the Explorer Timberline, to make an off-road Explorer, like that's almost... I don't want to say it's oxymoronic, but it's something along those lines. It's like, why does a, a car called the Explorer need an off-road trim level like a really off-roady trip level because the normal explorer isn't really like a normal explorer is not as off-roady as a normal jeep grand cherokee i wouldn't think anyway so the fact that it needs this timberline to get close i don't know how close but to get roughly close to a trailhawk is kind of huh but in any case Ford has revealed the new 2021 Explorer Timberline, a new rugged version of its three-row SUV, and the first model to use the new Timberli Timberline nameplate. The carmaker is also now accepting orders for the new 2021 Ford Explorer Timberline, with the first examples to reach dealerships this summer. And when was this article? Oh, May 5th, 2021. Okay, this article is old. So uh, these things should already be in dealership by now. As the most off-road capable Ford Explorer in the range, the new Timberline looks the, looks the part with the different LED fog lamps, a dark carbonized gray front grille with provisions for dealer-installed auxiliary lights, a set of red amber tow hooks at the front rated at 150% gross vehicle weight, as well as a set of 265 by 65 all-terrain tires mounted on 18-inch alloy wheels. The visual changes also include a new forest green metallic ex exterior color, a blackout treatment around the headlights and taillights, and the obligatory Timberline badges. Under the skin of the new 2021 Explorer Timberline, Ford has upgraded the suspension with heavy-duty shocks from the Explorer Police Interceptor. So that's a good thing, because if you have an off-road vehicle, you're obviously going to need some beefier shocks. However, why would you choose the shocks, then, from the Explorer Police Interceptor? Because am I right in saying that the heavy-duty shocks from a police unit would be most beneficial on-road? I mean, even for an SUV, I mean, I don't know all this. I don't, frankly, I don't know any of this, any of the specs of the shocks for the police interceptor, but I have a feeling that those shocks are not necessarily made for off-road duty, especially when most Ford Explorer cop cars are driven on road, as I'm sure about 80% of you can attest. So again, of all shocks to choose from, why from the police interceptor? I'm not sure those shocks are going to be the best for off-road duty, but oh well. New springs and stabilizer bars, which in combination with the all-terrain tires, give a 0.8-inch lift for a minimum ground clearance of 8.7 inches. At the front, there's an exclusive rebound spring to reduce sudden jarring during off-road driving. Combined with the model-specific front and rear fascias, the Explorer Timberline offers an approach angle of 23.5 degrees and a maximum departure angle of 23.7 degrees. The standard all-wheel drive system gains a torsion-limited slip rear differential with the terrain management system offering seven drive modes. The steering is also cal calibrated specially, or sorry, specifically for the new Explorer Timberline, while the underbody is now protected by a set of standard steel skid plates starting from the front, covering the engine and transmission, and through the rear, offering greater peace of mind when driving off-road. 
The new Timberline nameplate is another addition to Ford's off-road stable. Following the new Bronco and Bronco Sport, the Ford F-150, or sorry, the F-150 Raptor, and the Tremor lineup of pickup trucks, while Ford didn't detail any future plans with the Timberline badge, it did hint that more of its SUV models could get the same treatment as the Explorer. Ford is delivering on more capable SUVs with Timberline. Consumer data has shown us that now more than ever, customers want to go outside and explore nature with friends and family. <laughs> and we know why, said Kumar. I'm not even going to try and say your last name. I'm really, really sorry. President America's International Markets Group Ford Motor Company. Timberline hits a new sweet spot with these customers who want an ideal combination of passenger space, moderate off-road capability, and great manners around town. The off-road-focused Timberline variant of the Ford Explorer is powered exclusively by the 2.3-liter EcoBoost four-cylinder unit, producing 300 horsepower and 310 pound-feet of torque, which is paired to a 10-speed automatic transmission. Ford is also offering the Class 3 trailer tow package as standard, resulting in a 5,300-pound towing capability. Shouldn't it be capacity for that? Anyway, the interior of the 2021 Ford Explorer Timberline features seat trims with seats trimmed in ActiveX with what is ActiveX though? I imagine it's some off-road cloth that does well against like mud and stuff. With cloth inserts and standard rubber floor liners for easier cleaning. While the deep cypress cabin trim color, did I say cabin? I meant cabin trim color is combined with an ebony headliner, overhead console, grab handles, visors, and more. The instrument panel binnacle gets a uh, stone mesh applique with deep tangerine stitching applied on the seats, steering wheel, and door handles. Sorry for these weird pauses, just the grammar in this article is kind of lacking here. Standard equipment includes heated front seats, Copilot 360, and Copilot 360 Assist Plus with intelligent adaptive cruise control with stop and go and speed sign recognition, lane centering, evasive steering assist, and voice-activated touchscreen navigation. A 360-degree camera is also standard to give the driver a better view of any obstacles around the vehicle. Customers will also be offered three Outfitters packages. Outfitters Skybox, Outfitters Mega Warrior, Mega Warrior, <laughs> Mega Warrior, what a name, that is good, and Outfitters Front Loader. All three of them add all-weather floor mats, crossbars, and selected rooftop accessory from Yakima. All right, hard information out of the way, hard stats and figures out of the way. Let's talk about the looks, and for the most part, it just looks like the current generation Ford Explorer, even on the even on the inside, with a few with a few tasteful touches here and there. The outside, you know, the outside is definitely a Trailhawk eyes Explorer. So you know the Jeep tra uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee Trailhawk, and maybe the Cherokee Trailhawk front fascias, and how how it has the dual tow hooks. This is a lot like that, except instead of red, it's orange and some green. So it's a very it's a very Trailhawk-inspired front end. The rear end is much, much less distinct, but still not bad. So this is pretty much just a Ford Explorer Trailhawk, for those of you wondering. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. I like the rugged look, and I like the horizontal additional horizontal grill lights that are added, though apparently that, that's maybe a dealer option from what we just read. But if, if it's a dealer option, I can tell you, or a dealer installed, I can tell you right now, I would have it on mine. I would have it on my Explorer Timberline. Uh... The tires, they're a little chunkier. They're, you know, they're certainly chunkier than I, I'd say most Ford Explorer tires, but I think they're maybe a little bit lacking in comparison to Jeep Trailhawk tires. But at least from what I can remember on the configurator, it might not. The IRL tires may not look that, uh, may not look that aggressive. Now, as cool as the skid plates and all of that stuff is, now I'm not looking at that, but. Judging from the press photos here, from what I can see, 
everything that this explorer is going through can already be accomplished by a normal explorer. Like a normal explorer with the Timberline tires can do everything that the Timberline is doing here. Like it, this is almost like a like a Subaru XV Crosstrek type vehicle. It's not really off-roady. It just looks off-roady. It's sort of like what Ram did with the 1500 and making the Rebel. It's not capable like a Raptor. It just looks, it looks as tough as a Raptor. That's, that's kind of the impression I'm getting here with the Timberline. But that aside, if we move to the interior, it's pretty standard 2021 Explorer. I still don't like the touchscreen and how it's taller than, or how it's higher. No, no, how it's taller than the Airbus. Like it sits, it sits both lower and higher just thanks to its height all around. I don't, I'm not a big fan of that because again, it kind of looks like an afterthought. It looks like a stick-on. As you, as you all know, I'm a, I'm very anti-stick on touchscreen because it, it looks very, it doesn't look well integrated. It looks like they took a laptop off Amazon. I've said that many times before. I like the seat insert. So when I like the orange stitching with the green, it's a really, it's a, it's a surprisingly, I'd say fitting combination. It, it kind of makes sense. Everywhere else, it's, I think this is a necessary addition to the Explorer lineup, especially considering the SUV is called Explorer, but I don't think this is really going to compete with the Trailhawk. And honestly, I'm going to look at the Trailhawk. I'm going to look at the old Grand Cherokee uh, approach and breakover and departure angle and the new one and compare it to this because I want to know if this really can compete with the Grand Cherokee and I guess what I need to do is compare it against the Grand Cherokee L considering this is three row now so compare all those stats so if you want if you guys want to see that article then make sure to go over to my website codyscarconundrum.com I will be working on that hopefully I'll get it out this month uh, I'll post on my Twitter and Instagram when I'm Post on Twitter, Instagram, and you'll see it on my website when the article is up. Because I'm really, really curious now about if uh, regarding whether or not this can really compete with the Grand Cherokee L and maybe the older Grand Cherokee as well. But yeah, getting back to the interior, I really, I really do like the orange and green green combination. It's very I don't want, I don't want to say necessarily cohesive because it's it's not that special, but they play well together. It's they don't clash. They really, really don't clash. It's a nice accent. I like it a lot. The only thing I really don't like in this interior is all the cheap plastic surfacing I'm seeing around the door panels. And is it on top of the dash too? No, mostly just the door panels. And the underside of the dash as well. That's not great. Kia Telluride definitely has this thing beat here. I guess I should include the Kia Telluride actually uh, in the article for the Grand Cherokee L versus this thing. Because now the Kia Telluride has an off-roady version as well. So this not only... So the, the Explorer Timberline not only has to go up against... The Grand Cherokee L, it also has to go up against the off-road version of the Kia Telluride, I would think. So this, the Timberline's got its work cut out for it. It may, it may be better than I think, but I'm, again, that article is going to let me know whether or not this thing can genuinely compete on the trail. Anyway, though, that is going to be it for today's podcast. What do you guys think? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Somewhere in between. Do you think it's kind of just a, an appearance package for the most part? I mean, outside of the skid plates, because that's legit, but... You know, do you think it's not really as off-roady as it needs to be? Let me know in the comments below. If you enjoyed, though, please like, comment, share, and consider... Well, that's YouTube. Uh, follow the podcast, share, and comment. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Please make sure you hit the little notification bell and then all notifications that way you're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't have a want the Podbean mobile app, Hey, not a problem. Boot up wherever you get your podcasts. Tap and code is Car Conundrum and then choose the episode you want to listen to.
I will see you all next time. Before we end, I want to inform you all that you can now monetarily support this podcast and indeed the entirety of Cody's Car Conundrum with Kofi. Uh, well, it might be coffee, but it's spelled K-O-F-I, and that's weird, so I say it Kofi. In any case, Kofi is an alternative to Patreon where, beautifully and as God intended, you, the supporters, don't have to pay a fee, like on Patreon, to support my work. So if you like what I do and want to see me cover, slash talk about, slash make a video regarding something specific, or want me to branch out into other areas of car culture, then head on over to ko-fi.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum, where you can make a minimum donation of $5 towards me and the brand. In return, you'll be helping me afford new equipment, afford upgrades to my existing tools, you'll receive polls asking what topic you want me to dive into next, you'll get to see voted and non-voted content before public release, various forms of recognition for your support, and the ability to vote on merch designs you'd like to see on the Teespring store. And now it's time to close. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full-throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.